Hello and welcome to episode 364 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is July 3rd, 2023. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is my co-host Slappy Jones. Show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 364. So Slappy, I know everyone wants us to talk about it, but um, we asked JW last week what he thought about the Flyers draft. Were the, uh, were the Flyers going to try to move up in the draft were yeah. they going to be able to get uh Michkov? was he gonna was he gonna be available by pick number seven and we had we had a pretty uh pretty good conversation about it um jw had a lot of good analysis expert opinions on the subject mm-hmm. and uh but we saw that the flyers stay put it picked number seven and they were able to draft uh draft their guy Mikov. So, um, regarded as the second best player in the draft pool, Connor Bedard was uh, by far and away number one, a generational talent. And so the, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks got him. And you may be wondering, you know, if if Michkov is the seventh best or the second best player in the draft, well, why did he drop all the way to number seven? And that's because he is under contract with the KHL signed a three-year deal and um there's there's questions there's, there's like some sort of like gentleman's agreement i don't know if it's a gentleman's agreement or a real agreement with between the khl and the nhl that they won't poach each other's players so if he's under contract over there the flyers really aren't supposed to touch him so there's some risk there's some risk associated with not being able to bring a guy over for three years um but who knows but if he is as good as what they're saying so apparently, in the leagues that he was in, he broke all of like Ovechkin's and uh, Evgeny Malkin's records over there. So, um, risky move, but I mean, hey, let's do it. Sure, I got to tell you, um, I have watched a lot. I've watched sports a lot less over the last couple of years, but I have never cared about the draft in any sport unless I knew someone who was potentially being picked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I, I don't even know what they did. Uh, I, you know, if you want to know if the Eagles had a good draft this year, I'll tell you in three years. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like we, yeah, I guess it's fun to talk about, but you got to do it first. So like this guy, like maybe it's a great draft. We'll find out in four years, five years. Right. Maybe it's a terrible draft. Maybe he gets hurt and never plays. Like we don't, we just don't know. Well, yeah. And the other interesting thing is with their second first round pick, cause they had to pick a, I think it like number 21 or 22 something like that they picked uh radic bonk's son so they got a they got a bonk bonk on their team defense right on well that's got to be a good pick yeah i mean just with a name like that bonk yeah yeah uh sure he can block some shots with that uh with that last name or he's gonna hit you and you're gonna get either or bonked on the head either one's fine for a defenseman well hopefully he's not bonking guys oh unless it's a fight but otherwise, otherwise, keep let's not bonk bonk players on the head. Um, I had something else I wanted to say about the Flyers. I think expert analysis and opinions. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> you predict was it going to be your cup prediction? Oh no! I mean, they're definitely going to win it this year. Yeah, um, I agree. Um. Yeah, no, but uh, ugh, sorry, my headphones are getting tangled up. I am not at my house. You can't be. No, oh, go ahead. And I am laying on a bed with a glass of gin in one hand, holding a microphone in the other, and with Bluetooth uh, earbuds. But because I am you not tangled, someone... Bluetooth earbuds. Yeah, because they're connected. They got a wire kind of. Oh, like across your chin. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, well, across the back of the head. They're back they're more for head. running, but this is what I have available to me. So, actually, it's ironic. I'm using all like the backup stuff, hmm. but um, as soon as we got on, I'm like, oh, wow, Slappy, I can actually hear you. And you kind of said the same thing about me. Yeah, it's just nice. Normally, on the normal computer I use to record podcasts, I can barely ever hear you. Same. Now, typically what I do is I put my um, 
earbuds in. Then I put my hoodie on to kind of, you know, block out any, I, I, I record out on my porch, block out any wind, whatever in my ears. And then I put a headset on over that hmm. to really cancel out any outside noise. And I can hear you okay, but it's quiet. But right now I can hear you very well. Yeah, I actually don't have to have the volume uh, over 100%. I think I'm down to like, what is it? Let's see. 45, 45%. So, so I can whisper. Yeah, I, just don't talk at all. <laughs> so anyway, um, this episode, a couple episodes ago, we did that. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You promised someone, before we start getting into this week, you promised we'd do a Chicago sports update. Oh, I forgot. You're right. Yeah. Um, and and I would like to know how the Cubbies fared this weekend. Well, wait, this weekend or, or whatever? La- the end of last week. Early this week. Wait, yeah. what day is it? It is Monday. Yeah. <laughs> we record every Monday, Slappy. Yeah, so the weekend series was not against the Cubs. No, they uh they I think it was Tuesday. They, they, they dropped two or three to the Nationals, though. Yeah, it's kind of a tough pill to swallow. I wish they did it by like total run scored because in that game they won. Then they would have won. Before. Yeah. yeah. They lost two one run games and won a fifteen run game. Yeah. Yeah. But um Yeah, I after after last week's episode I predicted uh, a Phillies sweep of the Chicago Cubs. And what happened? The Phillies sweeped the Chicago Cubs. Yes, they did. So. We also had, I have to bring it up, the streets of Chicago. Great race out there, race fans. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I certainly did. And the winner was someone, some New Zealand guy I never heard of. I know, like, the race car fans out there are probably like, how would you never hear this guy? He won three championships in whatever series. All the racists, yeah, all the racists out there are 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 doing that. But I'm not a ra- I'm I'm a NASCAR fan. Dabble in Formula One. I'll watch the uh, Indy 500. But Shane Van Gisbergen or something like that. First Von Cup Bergen? Series race, Van Gisbergen. First Cup Series race gets the W, and he was fast. I thought. I was I was kind of rooting for someone to just kind of clip him at the end, like don't win on our His car was so fast, no one could catch him. Nice. It was good. It was an exciting race. It was a fun race. If they do it again in Chicago, I'd be tempted to make the trip. There we go. Yeah. So we uh, we covered all the Chicago sports, uh, mm-hmm. hockey because we talked about Connor Bedard, baseball, and NASCAR. I don't think they have any other sports teams in Chicago. No, but little known fact, one of the owners of 23XI Racing used to play professional basketball in Chicago, fellow by the name of Michael Jordan. Hmm. So we'll throw a little basketball bit of knowledge out there, Chicago basketball. There we go. Uh, is there anything else in Chicago? Uh, this, I don't this will think be the... there's much else out there. This is for you, Carry On Freebird. <laughs> <laughs> Covering. <laughs> <laughs> fulfilled our obligations. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure she's thrilled to hear about. Uh, oh, yeah. Look, now. we deliver. When, when, all, when our loyal fans ask us to do something, we do it. Typically, yes. Um, maybe I should predict <laughs> Philly series more often. I, I should have predicted the uh, the national series. I well, that's why. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm kind of getting you to predict the cup. You're on a hot streak right now. Right. So speaking of hot streaks, uh, Nick Castellanos, all star Nick club. Castellanos, all star. Is he the only all star? I believe so. Schwarber's hitting another former Cub. Schwarber's hitting like a buck eighty or something. <laughs> but he's got like eight thousand home runs. Yeah, it's all he does. So here's one. I was talking to a mutual friend this weekend, and. Um, he posed me the question, um, would you, the last two Phillies World Series teams, 
Um, are we talking about 1980 and 2008, or are we talking about 2009 and last year? Going to the world. Well, uh, 08 and this year. Okay. If you had to pick the lineup between the two teams, it would almost all be 2008 players. Yeah. The only players that we picked off that team would be Bryce Harper in right field and JT Realmuto at catcher. Otherwise, uh, I, I think you pick all oh, wait, guys. I think I my when you first said that I thought JT Real Mudo, but that being said, it would be hard to give up Ruiz at catcher. Yeah, I, and and that's no when, that's when you look at not on Ruiz. And I don't know. I'm not in the clubhouse, but he caught a perfect game and a no hitter that season, and another no hitter the following year. Defensively, and Real Mudo is a good defensive catcher. I think I'd say Ruiz might be a better defensive catcher, but offensively, it's not close. Right. Um, and then even like Jason Worth was a tremendous right fielder. You can't take Bryce. It's, I mean, you can't just, take Worth over Bryce Harper. It's just Bryce Harper. I mean, what did I just say? Bryce Harper over Jason. Yeah, I would take Bryce Harper over Jason Worth. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's no. It's not like these were weak players that we're we're picking over. Um, yeah, but that and and that's not a knock on the Phillies team right now because they got a lot of really good players too. Um, but you look Man. at the 2008 lineup and it's insane. Well, let's see. Let me think. I got to pull up the roster again. The weakest I player that. I would say would be, and not that he was weak, was would be Pedro Feliz. But the Phillies kind of barely have a third baseman this year. Yeah. I mean, Rollins at shortstop, Victorino in center field, Chase Utley at second base, Ryan Howard at first base, Pat the Bat Barrow in left field, Jason Griffin in right field, Pedro Feliz at third, Wait, who's, who's their left fielder right now? Schwarber. I might take Schwarber over Barrel. Barrels. The only reason I like Barrels because he's funny. Uh, yes. No, but no. I I would take. He was solid one eighty hitter, which Schwarber is too this year. But Barrel didn't hit. I mean, Barrel had a clutch hit in the World Series. But if you're taking players, I might. I would take Schwarber over. Pat Barrel. <laughs> so here's something I never thought I'd say. But I'd take Burrow for his defense <laughs> over Schwarber. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a toss-up. He's, he's, Schwarber can't run. He can't throw. Like, Burrow had a cannon. Burrow kind of. If Burrow got to the ball, he was going to catch it. Schwarber might not catch the ball if he gets to it. Yeah, I don't and think. Burrow had I a think cannon. I... Former third baseman Pat Burrow. He played the hot corner. Um, there's a reason why he stopped. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and they did that without a DH. Now here's a question too. Speaking of the DH, which I don't like, I still don't like the DH. Never I think liked it's it. Stupid. Never will. Um, because it takes, speaking of that world series season, that takes away Joe Blanton's home runs. Mm-hmm. Home run that at bat, uh, Matt Stairs uh, pitch hit home run, and the Brett, Brett Myers, Myers at bat. Oh, is there like I was thinking about that today? So Brett Myers in the what was it, the NLDS was that against the Brewers? I think it was the, the division series. I th- yeah, it was. It was against CC Sabathia. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, Victorino hit a grand slam that game. I think too. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Brett Myers goes up to bat. And off like pitcher. 90 pitches. And right. Walked. He fouled off 8,000 pitches. And as he's fouling off these pitches, the crowd understands what's going on because the pitcher's not going to, especially against CC Sabathia, you know, you don't expect the pitcher to do anything. So anything the pitcher ever does positive in and in the bat is just 
total gravy. And so Brett Meyer starts gets two strikes on him and just fouls pitch after pitch after pitch. I think the there was – I don't remember how many pitches there was, but I think there was more than 10. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. And and then the crowd is – with every foul ball, the crowd goes even more insane. And for a pitcher, you got to think that Brett Meyer – especially it being Brett Myers, you got to think he's like in his absolute glory doing this. Like how awesome it is for, is for him because pitchers probably don't really fantasize about having a big at bat in the playoffs. They're thinking about you know pitching a great game in the playoffs, and he goes up and delivers this like tremendous at bat and uh, fouls off a bunch of CC Sabathia pitches with two strikes and eventually draws the walk. Did he score in that inning? I think he did. I think they won, uh, or at least they they kept the inning going and and they got some. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly what happened. I just remember that at bat being huge, right? And then Big Joe Blanton hits a home, hits a home run in that series. Yeah, I think it was that series. And then two, you don't have the Matt Stairs bomb, where he pinch hits for the pitcher. Like, that was against the Dodgers. Yep, yep. Just absolutely obliterates a baseball in Dodger Stadium. Into the right field night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you just – you don't get those moments with a DH. Anywho. You know, if you guys think we don't have more stuff to talk about Philly sports, like there's just such a Rolodex, especially with the one Twitter account I found recently um, that brings up so many memories of my life in Philly sports. Um, There is just an absolute Rolodex of things that we could talk about. And so don't you guys worry. We will have, there is just a never ending list of Philly sports topics to talk about. There's so much nostalgia. There's no. There's nothing more nostalgic for me, probably, than than like me being a teenager and uh, watching Philly sports. It was the heyday. So you guys are going to be as big as of Philly fans and experts as we are if you keep listening to the show. It's great. Start keeping it in. Yeah. So, all right. Hold on, let me. Uh, I'm getting too old to lay down on a bed like a 13 year old girl on the phone. All right, that's that was just a weird comment I just had. Mm-hmm. Let's get past that. All right, so uh, a couple of weeks ago we did an episode where we um, critiqued Shane Hazel on a Bitcoin and psychedelics podcast. Talked a lot about religion. That's pretty much what we were critiquing him on. And uh, we had a listener. I don't know if he wants his name said, so we won't. If uh, if we hear from him, maybe in a, a later episode, we'll, we'll give him credit if he wants it. But he Credit or us. blame. Right. Um, well, it'll be credit. Everyone always loves our episodes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. And this one they'll really love. Yes, and so he left us both uh, a DM, um, just commenting on some stuff, yep. and he wrote wrote a nice long message, and we appreciate that. It was nice, and um, I kind of said, "Hey, man, there's a lot to kind of go through here, so maybe it would be better if like we just kind of went through your points on an episode and talked about it." And he said, "Yeah, that'd be great." So we're gonna go through his DM. Yeah, I also did reply to him like point by point, and I don't remember what I wrote. So now, if I contradict myself, uh, just let me know in the DMs, and I'll I'll tell you which one I like better. Perfect. Um. So yeah, we're <laughs> we're not blasting some guy's DM on podcast without <laughs> checking with him. We're not blasting him either because I thought it was a good message. No, we're not. We're yeah, not going to blast him at all. It was a good, a very good message. That's why I took the time to respond. It was, uh, but anyway. All right. So, um, yeah, let's let's read through it. Uh, do you want to do your normal thing of reading, or do you want me to? 
Uh, I think I can read. Should I read the whole thing here? Do we do the intro? Sure, we start why not? one. We go to yeah, Paul. We'll, right. we'll, we'll set it up because we want to, we want people to know where he's coming from. Do the part where it's like you guys have the greatest podcast in the world yeah. and I love you and Yeah, no, I'll skip all that. I'm gonna skip that. Okay. I it'll be it'll come across as prideful. Um I'll skip yeah. it. So this was primarily for Rallo because he does more talking uh each episode and then an aside he said, I wish he would allow you to speak more. Um but it's to you as well. Uh, no, actually, I, I think he addressed it to you. Yeah, I added that in. I, I don't know. I'm just reading what I have in front of me here. Speak, so. Wait, speaking of prideful. Yeah? Yeah, you. Yeah, I, sure. I added that in. That was my pride speaking. Um, okay. He actually said this is primarily – this is what he sent to me. This is primarily for Rallo because he, he does more. Oh, did he? Oh. Yeah, but this is to you as well. Um, he did write that. Oh, he said, hey, okay. Our, our messages are a little bit different then. Yeah. So, uh, hey, I really enjoyed your Shane Hazel episode. Sorry, this might be a long rambling DM. I wasn't going to message you until at the end when you said something along the lines of, I believe Catholicism is correct. And that's why I'm saying all this to you. And if you think I'm wrong, you should you should be telling me. So then I decided to listen to Shane's episode and re-listen to your episode while making notes of things I wanted to mention. Let me start by saying I'm a non-denominational Christian. I know sometimes we get a bad reputation of being wishy-washy, whatever floats your boat types of Christians. But there are many biblically grounded non-denom Christians and churches. And while I disagree with some of Catholicism, I believe y'all are also true believers who are saved. So I will in part be saying Christian in quotes, while meaning Catholic and Christian, but context should show when I mean a distinction. So let me jump in there. I love that he did made that little distinction there because that's that's what we tried to do, like mm-hmm. talk about talk about the church. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he says, I, I'm I'm just going in order of my notes taken on your episode. For the most part, I agree that Shane's takes were foolish nonsense. I pretty much agree with what you and Rallo said about it. Okay. Was that similar to his intro and yours? That was exactly what he wrote to me. Okay. <clears throat> Point number one, Shane said something about needing a spiritual revolution along with a BTC slash economic revolution. I think he's right, but not in the way he meant. I think a libertarian society needs a more moral Christian foundation to have a chance of functioning, functioning, So I'd like to see more Christ-pilled episodes from you, even if they aren't your most popular ones. Anything to say about that? Yeah, so it's... (laughs) If you've listened to us at all, it's abundantly clear that we don't care about the episodes that get a lot of downloads. Well, he kind of commented that later, like after he he said something about like, just don't do any more uh, economic reports. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's not happening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think we talked about it, but at at Schilderberg, I I talked to some people and they're like, yeah, I listened to every single one of those uh, Biden (sighs) economic report episodes. And they didn't follow up with like, yeah, good job. I like that. It was just like, yeah, I did it. I listened. (laughs) I just said, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that's the only thing to say. And that's the problem. You know, you start one of those things and we're like, we said we're going to finish it. We're finishing it. Yeah. That's the the, like, yeah. Make promises that no one expects us or wants us to keep, but we just do it. We don't even want to keep them, but we do. No, that was... (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, in my response to him, I did uh, actually I don't really remember exactly what I said. I guess I could scroll down. Um, I did say I like the feedback and probably expect more Christian episodes or at least we Yeah, I don't think we were ever really shy about putting our faith into our episodes. We haven't had too many specifically about religion. No, but we have. I mean, we've been doing a lot more. We've been a lot yeah, more more open about it. Or yeah. whatever. Is that the right word? I don't know. Just talking about it more. Yeah. But I don't think we've ever really shied from it. I just turned on a ceiling fan. Can you hear that in the background? Um, no. No? I cannot. Can you hear me okay. over the noise of the ceiling fan? Yes. Good. 
Okay, good. Um, I'm sweating like a dog in here. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I agree with this point too that a libertarian society needs that Christian foundation behind it. Uh, it's what Hop, Hoppe talked about. I agree with his kind of assessment in Democracy, the God that Failed. Uh, you know, libertarianism is great uh, and it's fantastic, but it really only tells you what your kind of minimum obligations are uh, when it comes to property rights uh, to each other. It doesn't inform you how to live the good life. And it actually might make it seem like some, what we would call degenerate or bad behavior is acceptable because you're not violating anybody's rights, but really you need something more to tell you what is the best way, best way to lead your life. And I think that's, that's what the church is for. And really, if you lived a good Christian life and had a good Christian society, like libertarianism is just a moot point, um, or at least it's already covered in living a uh, Christian life. Yeah, I heard Tom Wood say something years ago that kind of stuck with me where he was, he was basically making that point, like libertarianism isn't enough. Like you could live in your basement, literally live in your basement your whole life, <laughs> never really do anything. Yeah, well, ne- like I, that's kind of why he used that, I think. But, um, you know, never violate the NAP at the end of your life. Would you be like, I'm a great guy. I did a one. You're like, no, you didn't do anything. It's not a good life. Right. You didn't help anyone. You didn't do anything. Yep. But you didn't violate the non-aggression principle. So congratulations. Like, it's just the ba- it's like the bare minimum. Yes. How to not end up in prison. Right. All right. So point number two. Point number two. His objections to Catholicism were so elementary that he didn't even need mushrooms to say them. There was also no chance he honestly attempted a relationship with Christ because he admitted he only converted to marry his wife. So it wasn't out of true conviction. And I said something like, uh, yeah, totally agree. Like I didn't even expand on that. Yeah, not much else to say about that. We we covered that in the previous episode. Um, it's really a shame because I'll just kind of reiterate the point that we talked about in our episode about it is that, uh, you know, he had an opportunity to learn about Catholicism in a way that even a lot of Catholics don't have the opportunity to because we were all catechized. Not we were all, but like you and I and a lot of Catholics were catechized as kids going through grade school and high school and everything when we were just like in religion and theology classes, just been like, oh, this is boring. I don't really care. And also just, I want to say it's dumbed down for kids, but like you you can't cover certain topics the way that you would and you don't cover. There's a reason why, you know, um, well, I don't know. I mean, I could have, I have some, I could have a lot to say on a lot of this, but there's a lot of really heavy, difficult philosophical questions and discussions that are not easy for a fourth grader to do, to grasp, to understand. Right. And a lot of times, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that's, is that what you're getting at by like dumbed down? Yeah. Or they just don't cover it. Or, I mean, from my memory of some of the stuff, the way I was catechized, that sometimes it's just maybe an error of, of how they, in order to not confuse or, or. Well, I think you're also giving a lot of credit. I don't know who your teachers were, but Mm -hmm. a lot of times these teachers are like people who just got out of college and took a job and they don't know what they're teaching anyway. Right. Well, Um, I could tell, well, yeah, because I could tell that about as I got a little bit older, like some of the science classes and stuff that I, I knew that I, I asked a question and I knew that I was getting, an answer that the, the teachers should give me an answer, but had no idea what they were talking about. Right. And um, you have to imagine that for any sort of moderately difficult question about theology, it's the same thing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And there's very few people at like 22 who can be teachers. Now, I mean, I know there's 22 year old teachers out there, but they're not good ones. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the opportunity to be catechized as an adult to, and to, and to, to cover these things and you know it's a it's an opportunity that most people don't have mm-hmm. and it just kind of got wasted totally so wasted it 
and and not what he not came away with was I know they're moving pedophile. Like shut up, that's what you came yeah. away with. And that's what you even, got. And the point of this is not even like, well, if you paid attention, listen, he definitely would have been a Catholic, but he would have at least been able to. If you scratch the surface, you could know there's a lot underneath, even if you don't know what's under there. Right. Yep. All right. Okay, so number three, how I view Catholicism and even other Christian denominations is similar to how you talk about using Cash App for a strike for BTC. As long as someone believes in the core salvation issues, then I'm not as concerned with the other practices people do or don't do. If I said I recently got on zero, but switched from cash app to strike opposite of y'all, would you care? No, you'll be happy. I'm on zero. Similarly, similarly, I'm happy with anyone who believes in their heart and confesses with their mouths. Jesus is the son of God who died for our sins and knows only through him. We are saved. I think Catholics had too many unnecessary, largely man made practices into their faith or relationship with God. But y'all got the main points right. So denomination denomination differences start to feel like the libertarian versus other libertarian debates. What's the point? Everyone is so similar on 95% of things that actually matter that I don't care about the other 5% very much. So this one, we could probably do an entire like series on if we really wanted. Do people want that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we might have to bring on some guests who are a little smarter than me. Yeah. Joe Biden. Yeah, he's a good devout Catholic. Yeah, uh this one, yeah, I agree. This 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 we could talk a lot about this. Um What do you think? Sure. Well, I'll I kind of I mean, I guess I could scroll down and see what I read. But I remember saying something like I get what you're saying. And there's a lot of really um, like, you know, I have, I have friends who are not Catholic. I have friends who are Protestant and they're good people. Um, and if I had like a range of people I like, you could put like the commie atheists at one end and Catholic Bitcoiners on the other end and kind of fill it in there. Like I'd much rather live in a neighborhood with a bunch of Protestants who believe than a bunch of Democrat, than a bunch of Joe Biden style Catholics. Right. So in, in some sense, I, I get what he's saying. Like when you zoom out, right? Like I think if you have those Christian morals and okay, we can, we can operate. But then if we want to dig down deeper into theological questions, there's going to be some disagreement. Yeah, I think, I think the way to look at this is, well, one, you know, do I think that non-Catholics are condemned? No. Um, this is a tough question. But do I think Catholicism is the truth? Yes. So I guess I think the better way to think about this is, is like just because people call themselves Catholics doesn't here's, mean that they're like. Here's the thing, and this is my I, 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 and you know what the you know who the Catholic Church teaches that they teach goes to hell. Trick cool. question. They don't teach that anyone goes. To, they don't. They teach that people go to hell, but they don't say this person is going to hell. We have right. saints who we say are in heaven, but we don't have. We don't say Hitler's in hell, or the church does not say that Hitler's in hell. We don't know. We give and, conditions that will, you know, put you in hell. Yes, but we don't say anyone is in hell. We don't say definitively that anyone is in hell. That's up right. to God. The church does not say that about anyone. They don't mm -hmm. say gay people are in hell. They don't say non-Catholics are in hell, but we have this roadmap to salvation. And I kind of look at it like, um, you know, be, yeah, go, go to athletics again, right? Like you're a, you're a, a good high school ball player. There's all these things you need to do to get to the next level. You need to eat right. You need to work out. You need to lift weights. You need to run. You need to practice your sport, whatever your skill is. You need to get enough sleep every night. You got to stay hydrated. Could you make it to the next level if you don't do two or three of them? Like, yeah, potentially. Like, you, you could just be a really gifted athlete and you can get there. But here's if you do these five things, there's a really good chance you're going to get there. And I don't know, you know, there could be a 
priest listening to this who's like cringing and being like, no, that's not it. But that's kind of how I understand it. Like, yes, we have the there, there, we have a whole bunch of things. We have scripture and tradition, and this is the way to get to heaven. If you do these, there's a good chance you're going to get there. Um, yeah, no, and and, and, that's kinda... and and the church has never taught. So it's, it's, you know, salvation through the church for sure. But then the question is, what does that mean? That's why I say we could go on like a whole series of episodes on these questions. And in my response to him, I was like, I don't know how really, and like, we don't, I don't think we really need a deep philosophical, theological back and forth in our DMs when we're both kind of really, you know, in the same world but they're yeah so i don't know i don't i don't know where to go with that but just saying if we're going to talk theology we could go in deeper and why i think the sacraments are important and why the the liturgy is important and uh why believing is important and if you do one of those things like that's good i'm not saying it's bad to to do that but i think you're not getting it all Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I was going to say this. Well, it's like with the cash app versus strike thing. It's kind of like, well, I want to have steak for dinner. Am I going to have a ribeye? Am I going to have a New York strip? They're both steak. You're accomplishing what you want. But that's not what like religion is. Religion is searching for the truth. Um, And so... Like, yeah, you might like have some, you know, 95% agreements that might be generous between different Christian uh, faiths, but um, it would kind of be like talking about math and being like, well, um, this other guy basically has the same truths as far as, you know, how math goes, but then he kind of says that two plus two is five. But everything else is pretty much there. So, like, you would be yeah, like, what are oh, we arguing over? he's, yeah, it's like, what are we, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice that he's got most of the stuff, but the two plus two is five. I mean, that's, that's wrong. And what else is that causing him problems with or, or, or arriving at incorrect truths because he has that part wrong? Um, but like you said, I think, like, if we're trying to achieve heaven, and salvation, then, you know, you, you want to, you want to uh, understand and know truth as best as you can, because that's what's going to give you the best chance of, uh, through the grace of God, being given salvation. Um, I almost said achieving salvation, but we don't. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I, I want to try to be. Yeah, so- yeah, I know. Well, that that's the tough thing when when you do a podcast like this is one we're not we're just guys and we're not scripted. So that's why I said if a priest is listening, he might cringe. But I mean, um, well, but yeah. So if you are like trying, if you you know trying to to get salvation, um, you want you want to be as close to the truth as possible, and um, I don't think. Not saying we have to. I think I think it's well understood at this point. Not saying we have to go out and condemn anyone who disagrees with Catholicism. Um, but like, if you're if we're not in agreement on something, like one or both of us are wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, two conflicting ideas can't both be true. And the point of of all of this is trying to get closer to God. And if God is truth, then we have to find truth. So not to say we have to throw everything out um, if we have some sort of a disagreement, but the disagreements should be resolved. And kind of the best case scenario on earth is that Christianity kind of coalesces as one church. Like it's bad that we're that they're splintering their schism, that there is a discord, if you will, or disagreement. Um, like the the Christian Church should be united as one. 
that would be bet that would be better. One in the sense, and one only if it's the if it's if it's the one that's going to truth, which obviously we as Catholics believe that we are, you know, the true faith. Yeah, and I want everyone to convert to Catholicism. I mm-hmm. I love the faith, and I think it's great, and I think you should all join us. And I I I think it's good if you know that you know even if it's a non-denominational church is out there and they're just a single church out there i think you know i think that christian should be sitting there thinking that like no we're the true church and everyone should convert to what we're saying because we have the truth because otherwise what's the point right and as you're doing that and not to just say like oh we have our own truths and just no but like you got to like address these ideas and sort through them and you know pressure check them and everything. And not saying you have to have a debate against someone that disagrees with you, but you have to You're thinking hard about it though. Right. And we say this, you know, we say this in all humility because these are all difficult questions and um things that are like I'll admit a lot of this stuff is way over my head. Mm-hmm. It gets difficult. Um you know, but at least at least should you should be able to make sense of it to yourself if you're if you're going through it. So, um, it's a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough one for a podcast where we're recording and putting it out in public. <laughs> yeah, I can certainly have a lot to say, but I want to make sure I'm right. I want to be precise. Mm-hmm. I don't want right. to. I don't want to say something incorrect because um, people are listening. And yeah, uh, what I, I remember when I f- was first reading this, I should have written it down, but I had an idea like a good example of kind of explaining my thought on it. And I kind of set up, I don't think I did it as well as, as the original idea I had, but it's kind of just in a nutshell is that religion, the idea of religion, the idea of worshiping God is to, is to find truth. Um, and truth can only be one thing. Mm-hmm. So but that being said, I guess the point of his comment was, Libertarian society kind of needs Christianity or Christian morals. And if we're 95% close, we can live in the same neighborhood. In which I sure I, I am 99% sure that I would be happy living in a neighborhood with this guy. Uh, yeah, same. So like if, if that's what this the quest, the standard is like we need a peaceful society. Yeah, we can do it with a whole bunch of Christians. When we get down to the theology of it, like you're saying, like truth can be one thing, then we can have that other discussion. Yeah, and I and I say that as like, and saying that like I would probably better than better, eh, rather live in in a community with him than a lot of self-professed Catholics because a lot of Catholics don't actually, you know, when it's not only like don't even know. Right, or believe, or, like, or care. Close, or care, exactly. So, yeah, I'd rather... I would much rather live with someone who's like, yeah, making sure they get to church and reading the Bible and trying to figure it out themselves as best they can or, or with their preacher or whatever, but... Um, someone I'm who's like, actually 95% with us. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Same name, but set like that. Did you see that thing about that politician? I forget what state she was from like some senator or representative that was like, I'm a Catholic and based on my Catholic faith, I believe the woman has the right to choose. I grew up Catholic and I went to Catholic school and I say that women have it. It is a Catholic position. You're like, shut up. Yeah. If you ever know what the church is, man, you have clueless as a former Catholic or as, as someone who grew up Catholic, just run. Never maintained, never had any interest in religion at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for someone like that, like they're not, I mean, half a percent in line with, with what we believe, even though they call themselves Catholic. So yeah, 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 I have a, I agree. All right, cool. Uh, number four. Number four, your criticism, your criticism of Protestant megachurches is the same criticism myself and other Christians have. Joel Osteen type people are a plague on Christianity. All the churches I've been a part of have services of like 200 or less. 
big churches are too often McFaith factories where people go for the performance and not the right reasons. I yeah. mean, he agreed with us right on. Yeah, I'll say this. I went to and and I went to a funeral recently. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what religion it was, and I don't want to guess. It was some Christian religion, and they did the ser- the funeral service, and it felt like a performance. It felt like the minister was there to entertain us. Like it was all about him and it was weird. Yeah. And yeah, I gained a little bit of appreciation for the Catholic church and Catholic funerals because, um, yeah, we, well, we were both at one. Yes. Pretty recently. And like the main gist of outside of just the mass, when the priest gave the homily, it was about like, we need to pray for the deceased. Mm-hmm. We need to pray for them. Um, you need, everyone needs prayers. But like there was no, in this other one, this, this other funeral I was at, that was not the thing at all. It was like a feel-good kind of thing. Yeah. And it was not a great situation. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just say that where the, where, you know, the, where this funeral was and like, ugh. like to, to not be hammering home, home, like we really need to pray for, for this soul is, uh, isn't great. And it doesn't help. It doesn't help the, it doesn't help the souls of the, of the deceased. If we're just the whole point of a funeral service is to just think about the happy memories we have with this person and not praying for them because we are all sinners. Yeah, we're all sinners and we all can't do it. It's all through the grace of God that we're going to get salvation and not through our own our own doings because we're humans and incapable of it. So, if you got nothing else out of this podcast episode or just the podcast in general, like pray for the pray for the dead. And uh, ask people to pray for you. Yes. Agreed. Um, a thing with those mega church, I've never really been to a mega church service. I have been to, um, same thing, funerals that weren't Catholic and were a little different. It's been a while, but I, I have been to some. Um, but in the Catholic faith, you also have your, your, your like, I guess, charismatics or whatever um Mm -hmm. and i think um hmm, i'm trying to be careful how i how i word this but i think a lot of these churches like the mega churches um you go there and it's a bit again i I haven't been there but i've seen youtube and you know i kind of know the reputation i guess but it's a like you said a big production there's a lot of lighting there's a lot of music there's dancing they're singing they're clapping and it's kind of like the feeling you could get at a good concert. It's that emotional high. Um, That's what I was going to say. You le- And like on this funeral I was at, you feel good or you <laughs> leave feeling good about yourself. But that's not the point of this. Yeah, and it's, it's not just – Not that you want to um, feel bad after going to church obviously, but no, I, it's not – you feeling good is not the primary purpose of it. The primary right. purpose of these services or you know, for us mass and – Anything else we do is the worship of God. Yeah. Now, um, the thing with that is it can wear off. Like if you see whoever your favorite band is and you finally see them, because um, I've had in, in my past life bands I used to go see a lot. And the first time, the first couple of times you see them. It's Miley Cyrus. Incredible. For those that were wondering. Yeah. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. My Hannah Montana Jonas, before that. Jonas Brothers. Jonas brother Backstreet. We go want to go way back. We had Backstreet Boys and Spice Girls and I thought you were a ninety eight degrees guy. Love ninety eight degrees. Um, but anyway, you see, <laughs> you see them that first time, and it's like incredible, and you leave, you're all pumped up. But by the time you see them twenty times, you go to shows and you don't even really think about it much. It's just like, yeah, this is a good show. You know that that feeling wears off. Now you could 
get another just incredible show down the road. Um, and they're always fun, but you don't get that same, you know, chasing that dragon, right? Um, which could lead you to look for something else or to go somewhere else or to find find someone else who can recreate that emotional high. And so when you're, I think, I think like when you're going after that emotional high, it's kind of, um, it's not as deep. It's not as ingrained. It's just kind of that surface level excitement. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? Yeah, because, and I'll just t- speak on the Catholic church because that's what I know, but you go to a, a Catholic mass and it is the same thing every single time outside of different readings. And obviously the homily is going to be different. Otherwise, it is the same thing every single time. And if you're there to get like an exciting experience through what you're observing or watching or listening to, you're, just, you're not going to get it. And if you're there and you're like really hope not – you should get something out. Hopefully you get something out of the homily, something you, you know, it's, it's has value to it, but that's not really the main point. Like, but even though it's the same thing over and over again, the thing is, it is, you know, experiencing the mass. The purpose of the mass is to transport you to the sacrifice on Calvary. And like, not that like sitting there, if you're not a Catholic and, um, never been to a Catholic mass, you know, not everyone sitting there is being like, Oh, I am experiencing, you know, Jesus death on the cross and, and all that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's difficult to appreciate what's going on. Um, but like you can have that powerful experience and that transportation to that sacrifice. If you're going to the mass, um, it's there. And, you know, it can be, it can be very profound every time that you do it. Again, mm-hmm. not saying, mm-hmm. not saying that that's happening to me every time because there's plenty of masses I go to where, even during the consecration, I kind of like, oh, oops, I was zoned out during that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't know if I explained that well, but the point is, just yeah, it's you're you're not there to get an experience; you're there to experience and worship God. Yeah. And, and that being said, I, I mentioned the charismatic Catholics. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not my thing, uh, but I had a football coach who would always say you're every day you're getting better or worse. You never stay in the same, you know, and like, you know, think about at the end of the day, did you get better? Did you get worse today? And whatever can bring you closer to God, closer to truth, is, is a good thing. And so if these emotions, like if you had no idea about religion, you went into one of these things and you're like come out fired up, like, wow, that's awesome. I got to learn more. Um, and it brings you closer to God and it starts that journey down the road. Like then, uh, you know, it's a good thing. Even mm-hmm. if it's a mega church, if that gets you fired up and you want to learn more and it brings you closer to truth, then it's good. You know, I, I we'd have to talk about a specific thing in one of these mega churches, but basically anything that what, in my opinion is if it brings you closer to God and it brings you closer to truth, then it would be a good thing. Sure. Uh, and yeah, that's not to say that every, anything that happens in a mega church is all bad or that, you know, or in any other church for that matter, you know, if right. it brings or you that, down that road or that you're like supposed to sitting, be sitting there during the homily at a Catholic mass and just be emotionless and be like, yes, I am hearing words that I am interpreting the gospel slightly. No, it it fires you up. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like emotion, we're humans. We have emotions. It's good. Yeah. We talked about that the last episode with the get on zero stuff. That's like emotions can be, can be good and they can be bad. You have to use them appropriately. Yeah. And tune them, tune them. So you can do that. So, so number five kind of is going to talk about some of the things, um, we just did mention, but I will read it. When Shane said something about not getting anything out of church, you said he missed the mark. <clears throat> I'm sorry. You said he missed the point. 
and it's to worship God. I think that missed the mark. And this is where he probably would have gotten more out of a Christian church versus a Catholic one. The purpose of church is to learn and grow among believers, not just worship of God. It's not Sunday entertainment, but to build a biblically grounded relationship with God. And absorbing the sermon message to help steer you down the right path is worship to God. But thankfully, the individual also gets something more out of it and grows. Catholics can trick themselves into feeling they are worshiping by going through the rituals and the motions, but not absorbing the meaning or message. Um, So I actually agree with all of that. Um, And this is kind of one of the things I said in my response to him. Like, yeah, we might have just said something kind of too quickly or just... And I think we, I don't even, I forgot that he said this, but I think our last couple things that we were addressing the points kind of covered this, where it's like, the yes, the purpose is to worship God, but there's a reason that they have readings and a homily in Catholic yeah. Mass, too. And that was in my response to him as well. And we, we, like you said, we went over it, but I did say, like, yeah, you could get something out of it, but that's not why you're there. Like, I, I hear my um, uh, non catholic friends will say something like yeah we're looking for a new church or we found this pastor who seems pretty good or we like this one and there are certainly priests i like better than others um Mm -hmm. you know but you still go because you're there to worship god yes and there is a secondary function sacrifice yes the secondary function would be which is important yeah it's important important. and good but it should not supersede the primary function, which is the worship. The sacrifice of the um, mass, and it's our offering to God. And that secondary function doesn't... Well, it's like... It's like, um, you know, being a priest is a higher vocation than, uh, like, the married life. However, that does not mean that being married isn't important or good. It's just a different thing. And it's not to say that we just, oh, everyone should be priests. Um, it's good. We need it. It's just, there's just things that are of higher order than other things. It doesn't mean the lower order things are bad or unnecessary or we don't need them. Or don't happen or are it's non-existent. Just, yeah. yeah, it's just things are, are, are ordered differently. And so the you worship also- mass is the primary is the primary. Uh, purpose in that order and learning, which I agree with them. Learning does help you. If you understand an idea better, it's going to help you discover the truth and worship God more. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, the other thing, like the purpose of a Catholic mass is to worship God and you're supposed to live your life as a Catholic. Like we're supposed to be learning constantly that's why we have catholic schools all over the place i educate our kids i missed most of what you just said there is that because you couldn't hear me or you're not coming through at all and you just Uh, i did yeah now you're back oh what happened can you hear me i just said some brilliant stuff and you didn't get any of it (sighs) am i gone again you're back Okay. Well, what I was saying was... Yeah, it's brutal. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, Maybe you'll get it. I can still see my little squiggly lines going up and down. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay. You're like Um, getting hung up. Well... I don't know. It looks like it's recording on my end. Hopefully it's coming through. Okay. Uh, But it's going to be hard to have a conversation, huh? Why don't we stop this and then jump back in? Sounds good. Okay, well, that was frustrating, everyone. Um, You kind of heard the audio issues that Slappy and I were having. We tried refreshing and everything. We couldn't get things to work well. And so we just decided to say, hey, we're an hour into this. Uh, let's just call it quits for today. Uh, we have a couple more uh, points to cover on this, and we'll just cover it at some later point. Uh, it'll be nice to have something on the back burner uh, to talk about since we do care about this and uh, 
we do want to get through it and cover uh, all of the points. Um, so something something that uh, we'll have uh, uh, just as a as a uh, always there in case we're uh, there's something like I don't know what to talk about, which is actually kind of what happened tonight. I really forgot it was even Monday today, um, and so it was like 7:30 or 7:45, you know, uh, 15 to 30 minutes before we start recording, and I said to Slappy, "Hey, I might be a few minutes late because that's <laughs> that's when I realized that hey, we're recording tonight." Um, so this was great. This was actually great that we had this as uh, as fodder to talk about when we didn't have anything else that we were thinking that we wanted to do. So. Uh, we will definitely finish this up and just wanted to, you know, give an appreciation for this listener who took the time to reach out and, and put all that together. Uh, because I, th- and I'll speak for Slappy on this, this is stuff that's very worthwhile to talk about and figure out and discuss. Um, and, and we find it in- interesting and important for, for our, our own sake. So, um, Again, show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 364. Uh, we apologize for these problems at the end and not getting through everything, but we will uh, we'll definitely finish it up at some point. So thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week.